There's a whole world of success waiting for you, success in any area that matters to you. Whatever you desire to create for yourself, the universe says yes. And if you're tuning into this show, you're likely ready to drop the outdated model of struggle and sacrifice. This is the time to attract your success. And I want to reveal a methodology of attraction different from anything you've seen before in a free masterclass, The Energetics of success. This 90-minute class can change everything for you. Register for free at andrewdonovan.com forward slash success or click the link in the podcast show notes. I don't see salvation as going from sin to worthiness. I know that I am worthy. I know that you are worthy. You can never get unworthy because you are God. You are love. You are divinity in the expression of your physical human format. And it's an incredible paradox and it's incredible dichotomy. You are worthy. And salvation is returning to the worthiness that you are. This is the moment where all your power is. It's the springboard into everything that's possible for you. What can you create when you live your soul truth and flow with the well-being of the universe? Let's get loud about it. I'm Andrew Donovan, international success coach, top 50 podcaster, rebel to limits and norms, and unapologetic conscious creator of love, prosperity, and fun. I'm here to spotlight how you can live your whole truth as you create your masterpiece life to call you out on your bullshit when you start arguing for your limitations and to remind you that no matter what you desire, the universe says yes. Tis the season and it's an interesting one if you're somebody who perhaps grew up religious or in a religious environment and now you operate in this kind of new age expanded way of thinking and believing. For me, that's absolutely my situation. I grew up, if you know, in a highly Christian environment. There were only four or five people in my entire high school of 2,000 kids who didn't belong to my exact church, not just a religion, my specific church. So I grew up very Christian in a very specific Christian religion, and as an adult, I obviously have moved into a very different way of thinking. This is an important conversation for me, as I bet it is for many listeners, because, well, we're so surrounded by traditions that might reflect specific things that aren't part of our belief system right now. And if you're like me, you may have felt some conflict believing what you believe now, operating the way that you operate now, and wanting to partake in traditions and to be part of things that, you know, have some nuance that don't quite line up with how you think and believe and show up in your life today. So this is how the universe sees Christmas. And before I dive into this episode, I laughed just a little bit as I titled this episode because I thought, I wonder who's going to think that I'm saying I speak on behalf of the whole universe. Well, I'm going to tell you, friends, I do because I am the universe, as are you. Throughout the millennia, we've had many people, men, women, people who have been prophets, people who have proclaimed themselves to be spokespeople for God. And you know what's interesting about that is that Well, if we believe that everyone is God unfolding, is divinity unfolding, then I guess that they were all right, (laughs) which is interesting, isn't it? So let me start off here with 
with a little bit about the Christmas narrative. And I'm going to show some interesting comparisons to how the Christmas narrative ties into a lot of New Age spiritual beliefs. So the Christmas narrative is that Jesus was born because mankind needed a savior. Now, mankind needed a savior because God gave commandments and human beings, you know, we're all we're all little shits and so we broke the, we break those commandments, thus rendering us unworthy to be in God's presence. Well, God is loving and wants us to return to if you're Christian, him. So, he gave us a savior to take our sins away. And that's why Christmas is significant. Christmas is the beginning of the acts that save humanity. And if you grew up with that, well, then that, for me, you, you might relate to the meaning behind that. As a young child, as a teenager, where I was very much Christian, this was, I, of course, I loved the songs and the toys and the presents and the food and all that. But I also really appreciated the fact that we were celebrating the birth of the person who would end up making my salvation possible. What is so fascinating to me today is that I don't view myself as broken anymore. I don't view myself as unworthy. And I, and for that reason alone, that's been the biggest point of, um, it, at one point, it was a point of conflict for me. Now it's been a point of reflection because I remember those days where I believed that I was sinful. I believed I was unworthy. I believed that I was in need of salvation. And and I never would have said something like, I am God, or I am divinity unfolding, which which is something that is absolutely true to me today. So when I think about Christmas, the, the narrative of Christmas versus what we might call New Age spiritual tradition, is when you look at things from a New Age mindset, paradigm, we don't say that right and wrong are definitive. We would say right and wrong are irrelevant to the collective whole, meaning that there's not necessarily a list of commandments given by a third-party arbitrator that we call God. We would say we are all God unfolding. And so right and wrong aren't relevant because if everyone is God unfolding, then anything that is contrary to love is out of nature, out of like is in disagreement with our nature. So some people would say, yeah, that's wrong then, right? So like killing babies is wrong. And I would say there's a subtle difference between it being wrong versus it being contrary to our actual nature, which is we're all the same stuff, just in individual expressions, and we are all love. And so killing babies is completely contrary to love. So call it wrong if you need to, but there's a, to me, there's a, a little difference there. It's, it's an important difference because the difference is that we are all one. And I love that. It's so beautiful to me. The, the next thing that comes to my mind is that I see Jesus's mission as being an example of love. It's fascinating to me to see words from the New Testament now and think about them from my lens of law of attraction and, um, and understanding universal laws of creation versus the specific religious paradigm that I read them through as a child. And so I, I don't see Jesus as being on a mission to fix everyone who is broken, but rather to show people what it means to return to love, to be deeply present. If you've ever studied the teachings of Eckhart Tolle in his book, A New Earth, it is fascinating 
to read the words of Jesus through the lens of someone who was not there to fix broken humans, but rather as a human himself who was divinity also in human expression, as are you and everyone else, to to read his words from that lens and to see how he was encouraging people to be deeply present and to show that heaven is now. And that's perhaps one of the very large differences in my beliefs now versus how I grew up. Was I don't see heaven as a far-off place somewhere in the sky that I'm trying to get to, to get out of this shitty hellhole that is earth. I believe that heaven is now. Heaven is that, is that encounter with the divinity within you. And when you encounter the divine that is actually you, that's heaven. It's exquisite. It's so good. You want to be there all the time and you realize it's with you all the time. You just you just pinch yourself off from it sometimes. Also, the, the last thing I listed out here is that I don't see salvation as going from sin to worthiness. I know that I am worthy. I know that you are worthy. You can never get unworthy because you are God. You are love. You are divinity in the expression of your physical human format. And it's an incredible paradox and it's incredible dichotomy. You are worthy. And salvation is returning to the worthiness that you are. And so years ago, I was moving back to Utah from being in Hawaii for a little while, and I wanted to be in a a big Christmas choir. And so I looked up on the internet. I I had sung in high-level choirs in college when I was in my music degree, and I didn't want to join a community choir. I wanted something like very high caliber. And I found this organization that was franchised in multiple states. It was called Millennial Choirs and Orchestra. And if you love beautiful music, I encourage you to go look up on Spotify, Apple Music, Millennial Choirs and Orchestra. Listen to some of their Christmas albums. You'll hear the voice of yours truly mixed in with thousands of other musicians. This organization is massive, like thousands and thousands of musicians, singers, people on different instruments, and it's so beautiful. The founding conductors, they compose most of the music this organization performs. So as I joined this organization, I began performing in their Christmas concerts, and it was so special to me, partially because I think that tradition has a lot of significance to us as human beings. We like being in Tradition, because it's familiar, their sentiment, it reminds us of happy memories of the past. It reminds us of times when we're able to connect through tradition with people we love. And so for me, being able to perform not only this epic Christmas music, I mean, literally Christmas music as you've never heard it before. Not only that was that profound to me, but it was special to return to these familiar melodies. And I'll tell you... um, there were, there were many moments as I began singing in these Christmas concerts year after year where I had to do a lot of reflecting because I knew that the narrative of Christmas was so different from my current beliefs, and yet something felt special to me. And I kind of had to rewrite what that narrative meant to me personally. And ultimately, what I concluded is that I, I, I see Jesus as I shared with you earlier. I see Jesus as an example of love, of presence, of someone whose words literally mean heaven is now. The kingdom of God, which is your kingdom because you are God, is the kingdom of peace when you return to peace. And that's what his message was all the time. Return to peace. And so to this day, 
I love wishing people Merry Christmas. As someone who is very, very much not Christian at all. But I love wishing people Merry Christmas because to me it means I wish you peace. I wish you moments of stillness. I love sitting by a fireplace with the Christmas wreath hanging above the fire mantle. I love sitting in front of a beautiful Christmas tree. You should see the Christmas trees in my house. I take Christmas very seriously. <laughs> and I, I decorate just the most, I decorate stunning Christmas trees. My mother owned a home decor business growing up. And so I learned how to do a proper Christmas tree and to treat it like art. And I love sitting in front of a Christmas tree, watching the gentle twinkling lights when everyone else in the house has gone to bed. And to me, I know that that Christmas tree symbolizes things that are maybe a little different than what a typical Christian might believe it symbolizes, but actually not that different because Christmas trees are evergreen and evergreen is symbolic of everlasting love. And so I guess, I guess that is pretty traditional and I, and I align with it so much. I love being able to pause and be still. And yeah, there's a lot of good smells at Christmas time. I feel so refreshed, so invigorated by the smell of pine, one of my absolute favorite smells. And I love the the warm smells of cinnamon and nutmeg and gingerbread and the taste of eggnog, all of that. I love the tradition. And I love being able to celebrate traditions. It's, again, interesting to me to have Christmas dinner. And someone will say Christmas prayer. And, and of course, if it's a, a Christian family member, they'll thank God for the gift of Jesus and that he sacrificed his life for us so that we could be saved and all that. And, and that is very different from my paradigm. But, but I feel this sense of gratitude to be able to be in a space of connection with people I love, to be able to be in a space where the underlying message, no matter how we, what, no matter what narrative we use to get there, the place we always get to is loving each other. And so as a non-Christian, when I wish you Merry Christmas at the end of this episode, it is from the belief that heaven is now because heaven is when you return to peace. Peace is your natural state. It's what's at the core of you. And love is what's at the core of you. And all these beautiful traditions, even if you use the Christmas narrative or if you use a completely different narrative to get to where you're going, they all take us to the same place, which is that we can return to love. And so my friend, with that, I am so happy to wish you and your family and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas. Whatever the season means to you, whatever holidays you celebrate, I know that what's waiting for you is always good things. Good things are always on their way to you. I know that you are indeed worthy. I know that you are indeed capable of love, capable of great love. I know that you are worthy of great love. I know that whatever blessings you dream of in this holiday season, whether it's some fun superficial gifts, maybe you want a nice bag, or maybe you want a reconnection with somebody that you've been missing in your life, whatever those blessings are, I want you to know that not only has the universe heard you, but the universe has already lined it up for you to have it. I want you to rendezvous with those blessings, not by seeking the blessings, but by returning to love by returning to the peace within you. Make it unconditional. And then you get to be that gift for the people around you. All right, my friends, I'm excited to jump into our final episode next week with you as we end out this year and hop into the new year. Got some good stuff waiting for you. Right now, I just wish you 
peace, love, and a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. If you found something valuable in this episode, or if you're loving the show in general, it goes a long way when you leave a rating and review. If you'd scroll down and drop five stars and just jot down something that you liked in this episode or what you're loving about the show in general, it helps us get this content into the hands of more soulful creators like you. So many thanks for leaving your rating and review and for sharing episodes you like with the people who matter to you. Thanks for tuning in. If you found something valuable in this episode or if you're loving the show in general, it goes a long way when you leave a rating and a review. If you'd scroll down and drop five stars and just jot down something you liked in this episode or what you're loving about the show itself, it helps us get this content into the hands of more soulful creators like you. And if your impulse is telling you that it's time to move forward in your ability to consciously create a life that lights you up, a life you can truly lean into and love, then I want to invite you to register for the Conscious Creation 3-Day Workshop. This workshop will shift your energetic trajectory and clean up your point of attraction in unique and powerful ways. There are also bonus modules to help you focus your energy in areas like love, money and career, time and health. Register for this transformative experience at andrewdonovan.com forward slash conscious creation or go to the link in the show notes.